Are you a real estate investor looking to elevate your income, freedom, and lifestyle? If so, optimize your daily performance by downloading our free guide, Raising the Bar, Five Steps to Elevate Your Habits at ElevatePod.com. In this guide, created by yours truly, you'll learn why you do what you do, how to easily institute cues in your environment to trigger desired behavior, directly applicable steps to create a fulfilling future, and much more. Get your free copy now at ElevatePod.com and kickstart your new habits today. Your future self will thank you. Welcome to Elevate the masterclass where we dissect the elements of exceptional achievement and lifestyle design with a focus on personal growth and real estate investing. Now, here's your host, Tyler Chesser. Elevate Nation, welcome back. This is Tyler Chesser. I'm so thankful to have you here and I'm blessed and grateful to be sitting with my friend Eileen Prack today. In this episode, you are going to learn about how to really leverage your background into a greater future. You're going to learn how to leverage your skills, your experience, your resources into resourcefulness, into infinite opportunities. You're going to learn about Eileen's path from really starting small in real estate to going a little bit bigger, then to expanding into a national network that's now bringing her opportunities all across the country. And that's available for you today as well. You're also going to learn some key mindset shifts that you can make if you want to achieve time freedom, if you want to be able to be in full control of who you're spending your time with, when you're spending your time with them, what you're doing, then today's episode is for you. Elevate Podcast is all about mindset, mind expansion, and personal development for high-performing real estate investors. I'm your host, Tyler Chesser, and I'm a professional real estate investor and high-performance coach. It is my job to decode the stories, habits, and multifaceted expertise of world-class investors and other experts to help you elevate your performance and lifestyle. Are you ready to take it to another level? It is time. Let's raise the bar today. Eileen Prack is bringing the heat and we're definitely raising the bar. I want to encourage you uh, to give us a rating, review, and subscribe to Elevate Podcasts and wherever it is that you watch or listen to podcasts. It's very important to us that we get your feedback. So please give us a rating and review. If you've already done that, thank you so much. By the way, the fee for listening today is just to pay it forward. Um, Just grab the link, share it with a friend, share it with someone in your network, share it on social media, share this episode uh, with someone else and pay it forward. Really, all you have to do is one person. That's the fee for listening. Otherwise, it's 100% for free. And really, that's the only way that we can grow is if we earn the value of your introductions. So I want to encourage you to do that. I want to ask, please, that you do that. If it's your first time listening to Elevate, welcome. We are here to pour massive value into you. And uh, we're so thankful that you're here. I'm so thankful that you're here. It's important for us to add value to you. So I want to do that with you today. And I want to introduce you to the great Eileen Prack, who is the co-founder of Bonavest Capital, where they focus on generating passive income through real estate syndications. She's on the path to creating time freedom for her family and two young children and believes real estate is the best vehicle that can help her and others achieve this dream. Eileen received her MBA from Northwestern University and has over 10 years of experience in the aerospace industry as the finance lead on several multi-million dollar projects. She's also the host of the five-day-per-week real estate podcast, How Did They Do It? Real Estate, where she interviews top experts in the real estate industry with a focus on personal growth and real estate investing. Without further ado, please enjoy this awesome conversation with Eileen Prack. My friend, the great Eileen Prack. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Hello. Well, welcome to Elevate. You know, you and I, have. I was just, we were just catching up before the podcast today and we've had probably hundreds of hours of conversations over the past year and a half or so. And 
it's been an amazing experience to, to work with you as your coach. But today it's going to be my honor to really introduce you to Elevate Nation, um, to dive into a deeper conversation about what you know your journey has been, what your journey is now, where you're going, and really all the clues that all the listeners can find from that because you're just an amazing person. So I'm excited about this conversation. But Eileen, before we dive into the conversation, if you were to describe yourself in the way that the people that know you best would describe you, what would they say about Eileen? I think what they would say is that I'm very passionate and very loyal to the people around me. Um, I like to put in my full 100% efforts into those relationships. I like to give it my all, um, you know, in whatever I do. Uh, I have my two kids as well. So my focus is really on them, growing them, um, you know, filling up their cups every day and making sure that they're um, well-established, they're feeling loved, they're getting, um, they're learning as much as I can. I can impart as much as I can to them with my partner and husband, Sela as well. Um, and so I think, you know, I'm very passionate about what I do and whatever I like to put my mind to, you know, I, I, I try to put my full heart into it. I try to do as much as I can so that I can succeed. And I would like to say that, you know, I like to, as opportunities come my way, I like to, you know, think that I'm, savvy enough, I'm aware enough of my surroundings and the opportunities that come my way to recognize them as great opportunities and to bring impactful people into my life and building up a strong, good network with like people like yourselves. Well, I get just, I have to say that, I mean, one of the things that has struck me about you is that you are somebody who gives it your all in every way. I mean, it's, it's, it really is amazing your level of commitment. And, you know, one of the things that I've noticed about you over the past year and a half of knowing you is that you balance so much, but you're a high performer in all regards. And of course, that doesn't mean you're perfect in every way, but the way that you perform as a mother, as an investor, as a high performance, uh, you know, employee in many regards, but also an entrepreneur and someone who's building systems to support this greater vision. It's really inspiring and exciting, but I want to dive into that, but tell us a little bit about your background, your upstore, your, your backstory, your upbringing, and, you know, sort of where you came from and give us more of a sense of, of how the description that you just gave us came to be. So I started out, well, I came from my family who, you know, they were immigrants from a country that was, they had just undergone like a massive genocide. And so my, my parents had come from that, you know, place of looking to create a stronger and better future for themselves because they came from a place of nothing and where there was no hope or anything like that. And so it's funny that we get asked these questions because just the other day we were having dinner and I was talking to my dad and my mom about it. And we're just like, reliving some of their stories that they had to go through. And it's just incredible to see the suffering and the hardships that they had to face, you know, throughout their, um, throughout their years to get to where they are today. And so it was really impactful. And I just like listening to those stories, listen, learning from them and just hearing, you know, all the different struggles that they had. And so I feel like they really imparted a really good foundation for us. They've taught us so much and, you know, we really wouldn't have gotten to where we are today without them. And so at a young age, you know, what they told us was, you know, make sure you get your good education, get your foundation, get a build a strong foundation for yourself, because if you create that strong foundation for yourself, nobody can take that away from you. You know, you can build up from the ground up if all else fails. And so they gave us really the tools that we needed to be successful in life. You know, um, we went to, I went to school 
got my good education, went to go get my MBA, got a successful career um, working as a W-2 worker, and then really had that passion of education and wanted to continue and grow. And having that mindset of things could be possible in this country if you really put yourself into it, if you really build that strong foundation for yourselves, you're open to opportunities and you really um, really have confidence in yourself. And so, and, you know, whatever you do, have that genuine, genuine nature, you know, be honest, um, don't cut corners and do things the hard way. And then you'll learn from whatever mistakes happen and and don't be afraid to, you know, um, to pick yourself up and ask for help as you go along. And so that's really where I come from. And since then, you know, like I myself have two kids of my own. Um, I, you know, married my husband and, I feel like everything that they've taught has, has, has gotten us to where we are today. Um, we've become the people we are today because of, you know, what they had to go through, the, the values that they imparted to us and what we hope to impart to our kids as well. I love that. What, what, what country did your parents come from? Cambodia. Cambodia. Okay. And so, you know, obviously I'm sure was a tremendous challenge at that time in their life when they were escaping genocide and thinking about, you know, now the opportunities that have been created as a result of that displacement and now the, you know, really the what you've been instilled with in terms of the hard work, in terms of the dedication, the commitment, education, doing the right thing, um, hard work and really going and playing the long game. You know, and, and those are some of the things that really strike me about you. But as as you kind of got started, you know, from an early age of applying this education, this hard work. Did you know the path that you wanted to go on or was it mainly the principles of, hey, you know, just do the best you can in school, get the best education you can and work as hard as possible? Or did you have any idea of what you actually wanted to do at a later age? The only thing I really knew at that age growing up was my parents gave me the opportunities and the tools to be successful in this life. So I have to do better than what they were able to do with the time that they've had here we have to do better because that's their hope for us is that they've given us the education. They've helped us along the way so that, you know, we can achieve and do much more than that they were able to. They've gotten to this point in time, but now it's our um, responsibility, um, their hope, you know, that we can go much further and, you know, down the line, our children can go much further as well and continue to grow and build up themselves as well. So going with that mindset is just like, I have to continue to be successful. I have to continue to give it my all and try to make them proud of whatever I decide to do. And so obviously you've become a high performer professional, you know, obviously a high performer mom as well. And I would do want to talk about that in terms of the balance and, you know, how you continue to push the bar and raise the bar in your own professional life and your investing life. But I mean, working for companies like NASA, which are known across the entire globe, you know, not only just working there, but achieving big things, you know, within that organization, but then also growing your investment portfolio and not settling for mediocre or even above average, even, you know, many people would say, wow, I'm so proud of what I've been able to accomplish, but you continue to push and you continue to expand. And so I'd love to talk about that, but when did you first become aware of investing in real estate? And when did you first make your, your first leap into investing in real estate? 
So my parents also invest in real estate. And so that was my first introduction into doing it. Um, they invested, you know, in California, but they do the single families. And so that's all I knew is, you know, it's a great place to create passive income to, you know, start to build up your wealth here. But it didn't really hit home for me until later on when I became a mom myself that I realized the power of what passive investing can actually do for you. And so, you know, as we continued our real estate journey and trying to figure out what we did, you know, we ended up first buying our primary residence. We wanted to do, you know, originally what we wanted to do was house hacking. We wanted to buy some type of duplex, rent out one, live in the other so that we could um, um, some have some type of efficiencies there and live off some of the cash flow while we were building up our wealth so we can continue to um, invest in other things. But it just never worked out for us. Um, so we ended up buying our single family and then investing outside of the state um, as a uh, another turnkey and doing a couple of other single families until we found and came across um, multifamily syndications. And then really that was the turning point for us when we actually realized there was a different way to invest. There's, you know, something out there that we never had been um, introduced to. We had never been exposed to. And I think once we found that it really propelled us to where we are today. So your first foray was investing in a turnkey property out of state, other than obviously your primary residence, which got your foot in the door. You started investing in turnkey single family. Was it single family properties out of state? Okay. And then from there you said, all right, I like this. But then I learned about this passive investing thing and you were like, well, wait a minute, I'm busy. I'm a, you know, I'm a high performer professional and I can leverage my capital and receive cash flow and all the tax benefits upside and so forth. So was the first experience, was that soon thereafter the turnkey investing or did it take you some time to kind of get comfortable with it or give us a little sense of that? Yeah, it was a couple months after we did, um, after after we got into the turnkeys. And so um, we started studying for, uh, for a while. And that's, you know, back to what my parents had taught me, make sure you understand what you're getting to build up your education base. And then really um, from there is just taking that action and investing, you know, with the solid sponsor that we trusted and we did our due diligence on. And then um, really trying to understand the model and really get familiar with ourselves before, you know, moving forward and diving deeper into the, into the space. Why was multifamily more interesting for you? Or perhaps why was it the next, next iteration of your investing strategy from turnkey? Why didn't you continue down the turnkey path? And why did you choose to go through multifamily passive investing? So one, the first of all, it was a scalability of it. Um, with the single families, it was great. Um, however, we didn't find as much passion with it because we had to, you know, we had to do a lot of upfront activities that we found that you would do very similar as if you were doing a multifamily. So the the skills are kind of transferable over there. Um, and then you know, with the multifamily, you have multiple doors under one roof that you're managing and it's all in one central location. So the scalability was there for us and the model itself of partnering with other people in this space, going further and faster together as a team than doing it all individually um, that we had all been familiar with. That model of being able to work together on with a team buying something that we never thought that we would be able to afford before or be part of at least. And then, you know, that, that sense of pride and ownership being part of something like that was really there. And so from there, that's why we found that model of multifamily syndications to be really 
aligned to what we were trying to do financially. And then also um, from a personal and like growth standpoint, the people that were meeting, it was very aligned to what we were looking for. So everything kind of aligned for us and it just ended up being a place that we really enjoy being in. Yeah, it is really cool. Um, the people in this business are some of the most amazing people in the world. And that's one of the byproducts. It's like, you don't even realize that until you really get involved, but the abundance mindset is abundantly available across the board. And that's a really exciting thing. And I'm sure we'll talk more about that, but I guess from there was it, Hey, I want to participate more and more and more as an, as a limited partner, as an LP, or give us a sense of how, where the journey took you from there. So from there, you know, the original thought was let's learn as much as we can partner with these really solid sponsors in the space who have a ton of more experience than we do, see what we like about this space, and then continue to invest passively into more syndication deals. Um, but it just organically turned into something that we are more passionate about, um, actually wanting to get on the more active side of things. And so we ended up, you know, starting our own podcast and then reaching out and networking and then building up our network base. And then organically, we had come to a place where we were um, asked to be partners onto a property as general partners and participating on the deals. And then it just, you know, organically became something that we're really passionate about and wanting to get on the active side of things and sharing that with our base, with our network as well, because they're not, they don't have the same um, access to it if they're not, since they hadn't been, um, you know, previously exposed to it before. Yeah. And big shout out to Bonavest Capital. I mean, you guys are, your growth has been unbelievable. And we were just talking about, I was talking to you and Sayla right before we started to record and you guys have gone nationwide. I mean, you, you have expanded in so many different markets across the country. And I think that there's so much ahead of you as well, which is exciting. And also your podcast. I mean, you've connected with some of the industry's best and brightest across the entire space. And really, I'm sure you've gained such an education yourself, but you've given that to so many people as well. And that's really exciting. In fact, that's where you and I met originally, which is a really exciting place. Um, but talk a little bit about your investing strategy now. I mean, obviously you've expanded, you've evolved, you've grown from, hey, you know what? This this seems like a, a great investing opportunity to, wow, I'm super passionate about this. And also I'm so passionate about this. I want to share this with other people. So talk a little bit about your strategy now and what that looks like. Yeah, so our strategy now is, you know, we're looking to continue to partner with other people um, in this space who are also successful and have a really great track record. So, um, you know, they can be our boots on the grounds. We can leverage off of their experience. We want to build strong team members um, to help us, you know, uh, uh, run the property successfully. And then at the same time, looking for these properties and these opportunities that we ourselves like to invest in as well, because, um, you know, coming from a place of as a passive investor first, as a limited partner, we're always in tune to that side of things and wanting to make sure that we're looking at good deals that we personally ourselves would like to invest with before we, you know, um, open that opportunity up to our network as well. That makes sense. And I think it comes down to your networking, your education, your passion. And I feel like all those things have collided in that you've developed this really national network to where, you know, folks are bringing you opportunities, whether you can participate passively or 
in a bigger role. And I think that's really exciting. But one of the things that I really admire about you, Eileen, is just the way that you balance all of your responsibilities, not only just your desire to grow as an investor and as a general partner, um, as a podcast host, but as a mom as well. I mean, talk to me about balancing a career and investment portfolio and really continuing to grow, not just settling and not just like, yeah, I'm juggling these balls, but I dropped, dropped three today. I mean, you do such a great job and I know it's not perfect every day, but could you talk to me a little bit about how that balance looks? Uh, maybe give us a look behind the curtain there. Yeah, it's like you said, it's challenging because there's so many things that you need to keep up in the air, right? You want to make sure that you're being present with your family, you're giving them the time um, that they, that they, totally were deserved because at the same time, you know, our kids, they're so small at this age, they're growing up so fast that it's, it's hard to, when you're not present with them and being able to see those milestones that they're achieving every single day, because every single day with them is something new. So we're wanting to making sure we're wanting to make sure that, you know, we're present there. We're, we're seeing those milestones that they're hitting, they're growing. We're able to spend that time with them because ultimately that's our end goal is to be able to spend as much time as we want with the people that we love and that we care about. And so as we're building up our investing base and our business, and then we're also, you know, working our W2 jobs, it's really being intentional about where we put our time and how do we, you know, focus our energy and being present on the task at hand. And so for us, for me, you know, it, that's been the biggest thing is really prioritizing where my time goes to and really choosing the, you know, the most highest level activities that would make sense for us to continue to grow. And then at the same time, making sure that the kids are being well taken care of, that I'm not missing my time out with them. So, you know, like in the mornings, we'll focus solely on the kids and we'll just put them all together or like, we'll just get them ready for the day. Like I don't do any work or anything like that, you know, like making sure that they're cup is filled up for the rest of the day. And then afterwards, then we can go off and do other things. Um, and so it's really just being intentional about where we spend our time. And like you said, it's not always perfect, but we try to do our best. Yeah, I know you strive for perfection. And that's another thing that I think is one of the reasons why you and I get along so well is that we demand so much of ourselves and other people around us. But are there any tips that you might give to, to moms who are looking to have it all? I mean, you know, we don't we don't apologize for wanting to have it all on this podcast. I mean, people who want to live their dreams, they want to grow their wealth, they want to expand their education, they want to expand their freedom, they want to expand maybe their time freedom or their geographical freedom or uh, their freedom to 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 spend time with other people in relationships. I mean, is there any tips that you have for moms who want those things? Don't be afraid to, you know, give yourself a little space for grace at the same time, right? As you're looking to strive to achieve these big things. But at the same time, you know, we really focus on why we're wanting to achieve these things. It's because we want to spend those times with the kids. And my driving factor for you know, putting this much energy and building up our investing base, um, you know, working hard, making sure that everything is, um, you know, being taken care of and giving it my all is because I want this so badly. You know, I want to be able to create that future that I see so clearly. And so I'm the only one who has the control on paving that path to get to my goals. And so if I focus and if I can put my mind to it, I'm definitely going to get there. But it's just I have to put myself 100%. I have to want it badly enough 
because I know there's a better future out there. I know that we can do a lot better. I can strive and I can achieve my goals. It's just really focusing your time and energy on, you know, what you want. Hey guys, just a quick word from our sponsor, then we'll be right back to the show. This episode of Elevate is brought to you by CF Capital, a national real estate investment firm founded by myself and my business partner, Brian Flaherty. CF Capital's mission is to provide property investment and asset management solutions to help investors like you maximize their returns by investing in high value multifamily communities. If you are looking for risk adjusted alternative investments in quality apartment communities are seeking to tax-optimized cash flow with appreciation upside without all the hassles of management, you might benefit from learning more about investing alongside our team. You're invited to reach out and learn more about how you can invest with us by visiting cfcapllc.com. We're also currently offering a free ebook called The Bottom Line, 10 Ways to Increase Cash Flow in an Apartment Complex. Whether you're a new or experienced investor, we're confident you'll find massive value in this resource. So go get your free copy today at cfcapllc.com. And now please enjoy the rest of the show. I can feel that when you say that. I mean, I can like feel that in my bones almost. It's like, I want it so badly. And to me, that really, really resonates. And I think it's getting clarity on what it is that you want so badly. And one of the things that I've recognized just from spending time with you is that you have this desire to, to not only live a bigger life, but also live in the now, right? And, and be present. And you talked about prioritization, which I thought was a, a highly important distinction to think about what, what keep most, keep what is most important, most important, right. And focus on that now, and then move to, to the next task and be focused there. But talk to me a little bit about purpose, because you talked about, man, I want it so badly. And I feel like one of your purpose is really to design your life so that you can have time freedom. Could you talk a little bit about that as and maybe am I on the right track there? Absolutely. The whole purpose of going on this path and trying to create this life that we're striving for is because we want that freedom of choice, that freedom to spend our time where we choose to spend it. You know, because right now our hands are a little bit tied. We are, we're we're working hard, but we have to focus on these certain tasks, these certain things to get us there. But down the road, you know, once we achieve and once we meet those milestones that we're setting ourselves out for, you know, once we're able to get into a place where we're financially um, independent, where we don't have to worry about where our money is going to come from, you know, like that our, that our basic necessities for the kids, ourselves is all met at that point in time, then our time is now open up for ourselves and we can choose where we spend it. And for us, where we want to spend our time is with our family and with our kids and being there for being there and being present for them. Um, and so, you know, while we're on this path at the same time, like you said, we can't forget why we're doing all these things. It's to spend those times with our family and our kids and our loved ones. Um, and so sometimes I think that you get caught up in all the noise and you're getting caught up in wanting to get to your end result so quickly that you forget why you're, why you're doing that. And then you miss out on all the, the, the moments now. And then you look back and you're like, Oh, I should have spent a little bit more time here, or I could have done this. So even if it takes us a little bit longer, but at the same time, if I'm, you know, focused on the things that are important, I keep that in the forefront. I won't look back and, and regret not spending enough time on these certain areas or with my kids or whatever like that. 
That's a great reminder for all of us is that the journey is the destination, right? We should be seeking a new horizon, but when we get to that horizon, there should be another horizon, right? There is no true destination, but the journey can be the destination in many regards. I think many people will look back on challenging times in their career, challenging times as an investor and say, man, but that, that was where all the growth was. And that's where, you know, I really, I made it happen and I dug deep within myself and I found something that I didn't know existed and, you know, and so on. I mean, obviously being a mom, you know, those, there are those times where you just never get back, right. You're never going to get back that time with your kids or those experiences or the first, this, that, and the other. Right. And so I just think it's beautiful. And let's bring some practicality to this. If you were speaking to the listener, who's like, all right, that resonates with me. You know, what you're talking about is like, Hey, financial independence, you know, financial freedom and all of those steps thereafter. I mean, when you think about your journey, is it really practical milestones to say, all right, our goal is to reach this level of passive income by this date to replace this level and then go to the next step to where, Hey, you know, then we have above and beyond, and then we get to make more choices or give us a little sense of what that looks like for you. And maybe any suggestions that you might, that you might have. Yeah, I think you helped us a lot with this in the very beginning, especially because what you helped us do was take a look at the bigger picture, what your overall kind of goal is, and then break it down into bite-sized pieces. I don't have to know exactly where I want to be, but at the same time, you know, I can create actionable steps now. And, you know, as I take these steps, I'll eventually build up this the steps going forward to reach my ultimate end goal. And so it's like, you take a bigger picture of where you want to end up and then you look at it. Well, what can I do now in, you know, the next five years and then look at it in the next three years, what can I do? And then one year, what can I be doing in this time frame? And then this month and then break it out into this week, what are some actions that I can take this week? And, and then every day, what can I do every single day to continue to propel me going forward? For me, it's, you know, you know, making sure I do the podcasting, um, making sure I reach out, I connect with other people, um, for Sela, maybe looking at some deals, you know, and it's, it's always continuous actions that we're always taking and looking to see what are those next steps to, you know, what are the next steps for those building blocks so that we can ultimately reach our goals and just breaking it down. I love that. And there's so many things that are out of our control, but there's also so many things that are in our control. And what you just described is, you know, getting clear on the big picture, reverse engineering that to what can I do now? And I, I love the acronym WIN, W-I-N, right? Because we all love to win, but it comes down to what am I doing now? What's in the moment? And, you know, the, the action towards the bigger purpose and the bigger vision. And it is controlling the controllables and saying, all right, well, these are the leading indicators. The leading indicators might be having conversations with other people in the industry, strengthening relationships. It might be underwriting deals. It might be calling brokers. It might be calling investors. It might be recording a podcast. I mean, there's so many other things uh, that we could talk about in terms of action items, but that's a beautiful thing. I mean, any of the listeners can start to identify, well, what are my leading indicators which then lead to results, right? I would call those lagging indicators. You know, closing a deal or cash flow, those are lagging indicators. That comes, that's a result of activity that's happened years and years in advance. And the compounding effort of those actions are amazing. So I love that. And I appreciate you sharing that. But when I think about your, your investing strategy, I also think about like your skills, your talents. We've been talking about some of the, the principles, like, you know, your just hard work, your education, your commitment to growth. 
Tell me a little bit about your commitment to growth, because when I think about that big vision, sometimes this voice in our head says, well, that's not possible. You can't do that. Tell me a little bit about the role that mindset has played and is playing on your journey as well. That has been the biggest shift, I think, that has really elevated our real estate journey personally, professionally, um, mentally, our, our whole life basically changed when our mindset changed. And so it was something that really, you know, we never really focused on prior to getting into this industry and meeting people like yourself and meeting other great people who have this abundant mindset, this bigger vision for themselves and what they're capable of accomplishing. And so for us having that, especially, you know, starting out, you have these limiting beliefs that you put on yourself and that, you have these little voices and saboteurs in your head that you're really, you know, that really holds you down and really, you know, that, that aren't helping you at all, not helping you propel yourself forward. But once we get past that and realize that, you know, I have the control over my actions, I have the control over how my future is going to look like, depending on what actions I take. And then taking those limitations off yourself, opening your mind to possibilities out there I never thought that I could be a part owner of, you know, a multi-million dollar apartment, to be honest, right? It's something that was totally outside of my reach, outside of my comfort zone, but we continuously did those actions and now we are. And if I look back a couple of years ago, I would never have thought that I would be at this place at this point in time right now. I would never have thought that I would have been able to grow my network as I have, meet these great people with a similar mindset and these backgrounds and these bigger visions for themselves and surrounding my people with like-minded visions and wanting to help us all grow and be part of that journey with us. It's just incredible. And so really, you know, that mindset shift is everything. That's one of the reasons why I love doing this podcast is because it shows people more about what's possible and it starts to shatter those limiting beliefs. Because once you start to gain references of like, well, wait a minute, I may not think that's possible, but they're doing it. So maybe it is right. Maybe there's a glimmer of hope. And you talked about, well, the the thought of, you know, I could never own a multi-million dollar apartment complex or, you know, a large multifamily investment. Um, that was one of the limiting beliefs that you had and which you've now obviously shattered, but give us a sense of some others. I mean, are there any others that have stuck out that you've really had to rid yourself of, of or divorce yourself from believing to, to move forward? Yeah. The, I think one of the other biggest one is the podcasting, right? When I first started it, it'd be like, well, nobody wants to listen to the podcast. I don't know what kind of value I can add doing a podcast. I don't have the background with real estate. I don't have the expertise. Um, I don't have any knowledge in this space that I could, you know, I feel like I could add value to the listeners. And after doing, you know, I think we've done over well over 300 episodes now. It's it's incredible because I've been able to not only learn from my guests and my limiting belief that I had for myself is, well, who wants to come onto my podcast and share about themselves? <laughs> and as I reach out to other people like yourself, you know, I was so surprised and so shocked by how many people were so willing to share their mindset, share how they got to where they are, share their journey, and just want to educate other people and add value that it was just a mind opening experience of what the possibilities are out there. I would never have gotten the opportunities to talk to the people that I've had that I have had without the podcast and without this platform. And so that was one of the one of the big limiting beliefs I had on myself too. 
That's so interesting. I mean, there's so many different examples that we could go down. I mean, it's like, well, you know, if the thought of, well, no one wants to come on my podcast to talk to me about real estate when I don't know anything about real estate, it's like, that's a multi-layered limiting belief, but the listeners can delineate that in their own way. Like what stories are we telling ourselves right now? And I love what Tony Robbins says. He says, divorce the story and marry the truth right? I mean, at the end of the day, we get to choose. We get to choose what beliefs we're marrying and which ones that we're, you know, taking down the aisle and, uh, you know, sticking with for the long haul. And that in itself is amazing. Once you realize that it's a choice and really it's just a story, it's like, well, wait a minute, everything opens up. Then we put ourselves in the world of possibilities. You put yourself in the world of possibilities by divorcing that story and now look at your network. It's flourishing across the country. You have new opportunities in different markets. Like every time I talk to you, which is like, <laughs> you're, you're, you're like the next, you know, Sam Zell. I don't know what's going on, but it's, it is amazing. And Eileen, I just love our relationship. I love learning with you and learning from you and experiencing the joy of this journey. But talk to me about what is your investing superpower? Is there anything that you would point to that really you think is like, wow, this is really my unique ability? Because I do think that we all have unique abilities. We all have talents and skills that maybe many others don't. But is there anything that comes to mind for you? I think that I have a good eye, at least for looking at certain deals, at least from a limited partner, like a passive investor standpoint on what would be a good deal. Um, I don't have to, you know, I don't have to have the highest return. It doesn't have to have the highest return, but I think from an investing standpoint, I'm very good at making sure I don't lose money because <laughs> that is my biggest thing um, that I, I always have is I never want to lose money because that can set you back so far along. Um, and so whatever I get into, I want to make sure that it's conservative enough that even if I make a smaller return, I make some type of return, but I don't lose money at the end of the day. And I feel like, you know, with my background and what I've been able to look at and analyze so far, knock on wood, that has been the case. Right. Um, and so I think from that side, I've just been, I, I think, you know, it goes back to what my parents had taught us um, of like, making sure you're educated, making sure that you're well, um, you have enough um, experiences and then you you gather enough in information before you're making certain decisions um, so that you're conservative enough um, going down the road. So I think that might be my superpower. I love that. Does that stem from your experience in managing financial budgets of over $900 million? I mean, where does that stem from? Yeah, I, I might be also. And then also, you know, from making and also, you know, from my background, just in general, it's it's we never want to lose money. And then, mm -hmm. you know, we're always wanting and then from what my parents had taught me and everything like that. But from a financial standpoint, from a professional standpoint, yes, it's looking at risks and opportunities all day long, looking at budgets and projections and seeing whether or not they're reasonable and then making sure that you have enough reserves in the bank to cover anything, any losses or anything like that, that might happen, unforeseeable, unforeseeable events. And so keeping all that in mind um, really has put me into a conservative uh, mindset. Look, Warren Buffett said it best. He said, uh, the rule number one in investing is don't lose money. Rule number two is look at rule number one. So you're you're definitely on to something there. Um, is there any tips that you might suggest for folks who are evaluating deals if they want to get, you know, if they want to build in more safety or more protection in their own investing uh, strategy? Is there anything that you might suggest for them if they're looking at a deal and saying, well, how do I evaluate? I know that obviously it's a multi-layered answer, but maybe one or two tips that you might have. 
Yeah. So one of the first things I would look at is making sure that they have enough reserves to offset any unforeseeable events, because, you know, I think that that's really important because you never know what's going to happen in the market. And so if they have enough reserves to cover it, you know, that may, the rest of their underwriting may follow along those lines that they're conservative as well. There's some built-in conservatism in there. And then the other thing is looking between, you know, year one and year two and their business plan and seeing if it's conservative or not um, in terms of their um, net operating income, if they're jumping, like, you know, expecting three, thir uh, like a, they're improving like um, three times as what they're doing in their T12, you know, it doesn't make any sense. And so looking to make sure that it's actually reasonable going from what they're currently operating now to what their business plan says next year and the following years afterwards is a really big indicator of, you know, how the business plan is going to be executed. I totally agree with that. And I feel like the way that I like to look at it is, hey, what's the best case scenario and what supporting evidence do I have of the best case scenario? And then also what's the worst case scenario and how likely is that? And understanding the probabilities and perhaps the delineation between those two you know, different scenarios. And can I live with the worst case scenario? And what do I do in that circumstance? Am I negative cash flow or am I still safe? Am I in a safe position? So I just think that is so important. And you know, we talk a lot about, we mostly talk about success in real estate and how people are crushing it and all over it. And you know, that's great. But guess what? It's not always like that. And so I think the way that you approach this business is beautiful. And, and guess what? If we treat it this way with care, with, with, you know, with diligence, um, with persistence, I think that we can really allow this tool to support our life. We can allow this tool to give us freedom in our time, the way that we spend our time, the, the people that we spend our time with. And so that's the example that you set, Eileen, and I think it's amazing. But I just really thank you so much for being on the podcast. I want to transition into the rapid fire section of the podcast. It's called the Rare Air Questionnaire. It's all about being uncommon. I mean, really what you've really uh, presented to us is that you are willing to do whatever it takes because you want it so bad. And so I want to ask you a few questions. If you had to point to two or three of the most impactful books that you've read over the past few years, what would those be and why? Well, the first one I think is The Who Not How. And I believe that one was one of the ones that actually both of these books are two of the ones that you had recommended. <laughs> so one of them is The Who Not How. Um, and so that's something that we're working continuously working on our business too, because there are certain tasks out there that are better, um, uh, better, um, sent out to other people who might be more experts in the field or anything like that. Um, they have more expertise in the space. They can do it much faster, more efficiently than you can. Um, and then you're focusing your time on the higher priority tasks. And so that book really outlines that really well. And so that has been a really big game changer. And then the other one is the Think and Grow Rich book, because I think that that one there is a lot about the mindset and opening up yourself to the possibilities of what could um, potentially be out there. And if you really set your mind to it and believe in it, then, you know, possibilities are endless. Um, who knows where you'll end up? Two of my favorites and, um, you know, both are, are, are some that I, I would recommend just rereading. I mean, they're, they're so amazing. And uh, we'll put links in the show notes as to where the listeners can find those books. And also, by the way, we do have a, an ebook from Bonavest Capital, which it is an apartment syndication due diligence checklist for passive investors. All you have to do is just go to bonavestcapital.com slash checklist. So we'll put a link in the show notes for that as well. So you can learn more about what Eileen and Taylor are putting out there as well. But Eileen, if you had to point to the biggest way that you elevate your life on a daily basis, what would you say about that and why? 
Sorry, can you repeat that question again? The biggest way that you elevate your life on a daily basis. The biggest way that I elevate my life, I think, is really, I think it has been being present with my kids and remembering why I'm doing this because that feels my entire day. It fuels everything that I do um, because I want to create that time with them. I want to build this future, this foundation for them. I have this vision for them. And so um, spending that time with them, focusing on them um, really sets, you know, a really good foundation for the rest of my day and ends my day. (laughs) I love that. And there's just so much value in having a strong family unit. You know, if you, you invest time and presence within your children, within your family, it just, I feel like it cascades in so many different directions, but what's the biggest way that you elevate others around you, Eileen? I think the biggest way is um, I try to add value to the people I meet. So when I meet them, I try to ask them, is there anything in your business that I could be a resource to you? Or I try to listen to what they're saying and seeing if, you know, I might have a connection or I might have a resource that might help them to achieve their goals. And so just keeping your ears open on how you can add value to other people um, has been the, you know, it's, it's been the biggest reward, um, especially on this journey so far with real estate. Um, you know, everybody that I've met so far has had this abundant mindset. They've been so willing to give. And so, you know, it's our, like almost our duty in a sense and our way of paying back doing by doing the same thing is sharing our resources in our network with people who are asking for it or who may need our help. And Zig Ziglar said it best when he said, you can have anything that you want in your life, as long as you help enough other people get what they want. And there's just so much wisdom in that. And you live that every single day. Eileen Prack, what an amazing episode. What an amazing conversation. I just want to thank you so much. I want to acknowledge you for your continued commitment to excellence, for your continued commitment to leaving a legacy, for your continued commitment to adding value to other people. You are an incredible individual. You continue to elevate me. I appreciate your friendship. But is there any parting thoughts or words of wisdom that you'd like to share with Elevate Nation today? I would say, you know, along the lines of the mindset um, that we've been talking about, it's really, you know, you are the, you are the guardians of your own mind and you can let what passes and doesn't pass and how those affect your relationships and your actions on how you do. And so you're really in control of, you know, your future and what's possibility, what's the possibilities out there. Um, so if you open up your mind and you're, you open up your eyes a little bit more and are very open to opportunities and potential um, experiences that are coming down your road, I, I think it will create a much more fulfilling life for you. And then it'll, I think you'll be surprised. So true. So true. Open yourself up for surprises. Uh, That's a beautiful thing. And now the listeners can tell why I've loved being your coach so much and your friend as well. But Eileen, tell the listeners where they can find you, where they can learn more about you. Absolutely. So they can always visit our website, www.bonavestcapital.com. And then also they can always reach out directly to me by email. It's Eileen, A-I-L-E-E-N at bonavestcapital.com. Yeah. And you'll also want to check out How Did They Do It Real Estate Podcast, um, where Eileen is five days a week uh, interviewing some of the best and brightest in the in the business. So if you want to hear her more often, just go check that out. We'll put links in the show notes as to where you can find Eileen, Sela, and Bonavest Capital, of course, also on LinkedIn as well. But Eileen, until next time, thank you so much for joining me here on Elevate. Thank you so much for having me. Elevate Nation, I hope you had as much fun as I did because Eileen is just such a genuine individual, such a genuine soul. 
and an investor that's really pushing it. And she is growing and she's creating more. She's creating more options for her family. And guess what? That is available to all of us. And you know, what's also available to all of us is the choice of the beliefs that we align ourselves with. You know, are we aligning ourselves with beliefs that are limiting our future or are they serving a greater future? And I think that's the story of today's episode. And no matter where you've come from, no matter where your parents have come from, no matter where your family has come from, no matter the tragedies that are in your background, you can choose your future. You can choose your next step. You can choose how you're going to proceed forward. And I just think that's amazing. And I think it's so insightful. It's so exciting because no matter what happens to us in the past, that's the past, right? And, and we can either, you know, decide to say, you know what, I'm a victim to this and, and woe is me. And I'm always getting knocked down and I might as well just stay down because what's going to happen if I try to even get up? Or I can say, you know what, every time I get knocked down, I get back up. And every time I have a challenge in my background, that strengthens me, that fortifies me for what's next. And I think it's a choice. And I think what you see is that some of the greatest performers and the people that get what everyone wants are the ones who choose, right? They choose that they are the victor on the way to victory. So today's episode is so powerful, so exciting. I want to encourage you to re-listen to the show because repetition is the mother of all skill. I also want to encourage you to share this with a friend, have a discussion with someone else. What was your main takeaway about this episode? Because we learn more when we have a discussion, when we have discourse. I also want to encourage you, most importantly, obviously, to identify your top one, two, or three distinctions and really ultimately put those into action. Take massive action because really information is only, you know, potential power. The real power is in taking action. Until next time, Elevate Nation, thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Elevate. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and pay it forward by sharing with a friend. Most importantly, take this opportunity to elevate your results by taking immediate action on what you learned. For more, visit elevatepod.com.